Welcome back to episode 85 of the Parkrun Adventurers. I found my microphone. You found your microphone? Where, where was it, Scotty? It was wrapped up in my dirty shorts. It was actually wrapped up in dirty shorts? Yeah, yeah. So I went on an adventure last week, which we spoke about, and I took my microphone because I recorded on location. As I'm doing today, I'm outside again. Top's on today, though. It's not as warm as last time. So excuse the bird noises. Magpie. It's magpie season in Melbourne. Can you hear it? It's magpie season everywhere, much to the uh, dismay of a lot of runners. But I've made friends. (laughs) I've told you this before, that I've made friends with the magpie family in our front yard. And the other day, he like literally came up to me. He has no fear of me at all. I was eat- I got out of the car and I was eating and he decided he wanted some. So he literally came up to me and oh, okay. said, can I have some? And I said, no. Did you off. share? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you haven't got them offside now, have you? No, because I went inside and got birdseed and fed the whole family. Oh, okay. Good work. And they, they come up to the front door. It's great. Yeah, so I don't think the magpies in our front yard are going to swoop me. But yeah, I found my microphone. So last week I recorded without a microphone, which I think we got away with. We did. But uh, it was wrapped up in my dirty laundry, <laughs> which, gives, which gives you an insight into my world that it took me a few days to unpack. Well, I'm just impressed that it survived and I'm not going to ask how it got into the dirty laundry <laughs> because that's the kind of thing – I always check pockets and stuff like that before I pop washing in the washing, but – Adam, nah, that that microphone would have gone through the wash if he was doing the washing, so you're lucky. I've got a big microphone. To match my ego, I went for the biggest, <laughs> so I would, have, I would have noticed it if it went into the okay. wash. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you've got it back. You sound fabulous. Thanks, Mel. So do you. You must have um, had quite an adventure on Saturday. I saw you snuck off. To Ashgrove Park Run. I know there nothing was about no Ashgrove. Sneaking. <laughs> well, that's the thing, see, we're Park Run Adventurers, and I thought it was about time that I got to an event that I hadn't been to and that we hadn't chatted about before. So, Ashgrove it was. It's one of my Nendies. I've gone through the whole little map and I've worked out my 10 closest park runs that I haven't been to yet, and Ashgrove was on the list until last weekend. Ashgrove is a Brisbane park run? It is. It's Northside Brisbane. And it's beautiful. I can tell you that much. And you know what else? Not only are the volunteers super friendly and welcoming, but just the runners. The runners are so friendly and encouraging out on the course. And I know that happens a lot in different places, but I I don't think I've been to a park run where so many of the runners, and there weren't like a huge amount of runners there all together. Um, but just, you know, practically every second person was encouraging me on my way. I, I always yell out to everyone and tell them they're doing a great job and stuff. But I, I got a lot of encouragement from runners who, who weren't just volunteers and things like that. And that's kind of their role as such. So it was a really, really lovely morning. Had a great time. You know, I wonder where it comes from. I, I'm guessing the event team there are very friendly and encouraging because usually 
there has to be a leader. People will follow a leader. And if the event team is very encouraging and happy and friendly, naturally everybody wants to do the same. So if someone else is doing it, it's easy for everybody else to do it. So that's my guess. Did you meet the event team while you were there? Uh, well, I, I went and I didn't introduce myself to anyone, but I did thank the run director um, on the morning. And I, I know the uh, event director, Pat, he was actually walking, walk slash running the course with his wife and their two little girls and they were out on the course. Um, so I knew who they were, but I didn't, I didn't try to make a big fuss about who I was or anything like that. So, um, but they were, they were also very encouraging out on the course. And I think you're probably right about it just, it just takes one person to, to start that chain of encouragement. And I'm sure they've got that in droves amongst their volunteers there. But what did you get up to on the weekend, Scotty? I know you had a special milestone coming up. Did did that come to fruition? Because uh, previous special milestones have been delayed by weeks and weeks for various reasons. So did it all come off without a hitch? It did. This one was well planned. This was my daughter Kasha's 100th park run, which Yvonne and I were very excited about months out. Kasha, not so much. But as the, <laughs> as the weeks got closer and closer and the reality of getting to her hundredth was real, she was really excited and we were so proud. So Kasha's a, a shy little girl. She's sweet. She just doesn't want the attention. And she's one of those kids that when you cheer her, when you encourage her across the finishing line, she actually doesn't like it. Um, oh, really? Yeah. And I, I understand that. So we were a bit worried about her accepting some accolades and when you when you go up at Westerfolds they ask if there's any milestones so they they invite you up as most park runs do and you pose with a t-shirt or or a sign and she did that willingly she put her hand up and that was a, a very proud moment for us as parents to see her embrace her achievement and be happy about it and stand up in front of all these people at Westerfolds I think a large majority know who she is and it was just a great start. And then we all ran together, ran, walked. My sister joined us. So it was a real family affair. My mum came down to watch. And then all my Westerfoldian buddies were there to cheer her on. So it was a great morning. That's awesome. Yep. And obviously I've met Kasha a few times and she is quite a shy little petal. So that actually really says a lot for what Westerfolds must mean to her, that she felt comfortable even with all those people, to get those accolades and get up there and and be in front of everyone. So that's that's really lovely. Yeah. What a nice testament to what Westerfolds can do, even for, for someone who's shy. And for her 50th, her, she achieved her 50th milestone when we were starting up Studley. So I kind of made her go to Studley for her 50th, which she still reminds me, she wasn't really happy about. So she, we gave her the choice for her hundreds. <laughs> and just to me, the, the messing with my mind has already started. I, I mentioned she's nine. But as soon as we finished on Saturday, Kasha mentioned that she misses Studley and she'd like to go back. <laughs> 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 After for the past year telling me how much she didn't like being made to do her 50th at Studley, <laughs> she... <laughs> Then turn the tables on me. So we're heading back to Studley soon, which is great. 
because it's one of my favourites. She is a young lady, Scotty, and it is a woman's prerogative to change her mind at will. We celebrated with cake, <laughs> which was good. Kasha chose the cake. And she's got a good – you know, I'm not a big cake person, remember. As we know, I like a donut. You cake do. can be too cakey. Yeah, a bit too doughy or whatever. But uh, my daughter's got good choice in cake. I was um, I enjoyed cake for breakfast on Saturday. I'm glad you're embracing the celebration. <laughs> and it was also uh, International Park Run Day, and I'm, and I'm happy how that uh, went across the board around Australia. I saw lots of apricot around. There's a celebration. Everyone's happy that it's Park Run's birthday, but each individual event, it's not their birthday. They, they use their anniversary to celebrate. But I just like the idea that everybody is proud to be in their apricot and going to Park Run. The attendance figures were really good on Saturday. So things are looking up for this whole Park Run caper. It's good to see people recognising that it's a special day for Parkrun as an organisation. Joining us now from sunny Queensland, we have an event director from Petrie Parkrun. Her name is Kelly Bright and they've got a lot going on at Petrie lately. So Kelly, welcome to the Parkrun Adventurous Podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited. We're excited too. There's this. Let's start with what's happening this coming weekend because it's kind of a big deal. Can you tell us about it? It is a big deal. So I was sitting at home one day and I got one of the parkrun emails and I saw that in the UK they did a Cops and Robbers Day. So they had police running in uniform at their local parkrun. So I've been in the police for 25 years and I thought, what a great idea to bring parkrun and policing together. So I was trying to convince someone else to get this up and running to organise to have the police come and run at Park Run, but no one wanted to do it for me. So I thought just in our little territory in Brisbane North, I could organise a Cops and Robbers Day, get some of my local police friends to come and run at the Park Runs. And now it's sort of snowballed into something a little bit bigger, but we've got um, myself going to event direct this, uh, this weekend in my full uniform with my full kit. And um, lots of other police coming along to either run, dress up with part uniform and maybe a tutu, um, and join in the fun of park run. Kelly, how does the robber fit into the whole cops and robbers theme? Who, who's the robber? The robbers will be the park runners. So I just stole that idea from the UK because I guess that's kind of a really identifiable kind of good bad guy. So kind of like hamburglar. So we don't want real robbers. But, yeah, the Hamburglar kind of thing. So it's a bit of fun. Try and see if you can run a bit faster than the coppers. Probably you can if they're wearing their kits, which are five to seven kilos. So that's a bit of the fun side of it. And you're actually a copper yourself, which you alluded to. So should the park owners be worried if they do anything wrong that you're actually going to book them? I hope no one forgets their barcode. (laughs) How about speeding? Is that an offence if people are going too fast on the course? Look, I tell you what, I'm not sure if it was Bundaberg or Mansfield, but they're trying to hook some of the traffic boys in to bring their LIDARs along to um, get the speed of the park runners. I'm not sure how successful that will be. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, I like the idea of that too. I'm just not certain if you're not a vehicle if it's going to work, but um, let's see if we can get someone to break some land speed records. And you're not the only event doing it this week. A whole bunch of other Brisbane mm. events have joined in. 
Yeah, I thought I just would start with the North Brisbane Territory. So that's us, um, which is Petrie, Bunyaville, which is a really awesome trail course, North Lakes, Warner Lakes, Sandgate, which is super popular there by the water, and Mitchelton. But then since everyone's heard of this, Bundaberg have come on board, Mansfield, Cleveland and Broadbeach Waters. That's fantastic. Really, really great support. Now, Kelly, it's got a bit of a – obviously, it's going to be a fun day for park runners, but it's got a bit more of a serious aspect to it as well, hasn't it? Yeah. So, I really – the idea is to highlight police health and wellness. So, um, I guess as police, we're expected to be really good at everything, you know, got to be able to shoot, stop – stop bleeding, um, pull cars over, you know, help people when they're, they're down, help people when they really need your help. So I really want to highlight that, you know, police were still human. And so often the only time you ever get to meet a police officer is when you're in dire straits. So you might have had your car stolen, your house broken into, a family member's died or you're getting a ticket. So what a good way to meet police in a fun way that's not in the worst time of your life. And obviously with the, the uh, focus as well on police's mental health, we we've all know that the benefits of Parkrun are manifold and that mental health benefits are one of those things. Do you feel like perhaps the police will, I mean, for some of them it would be their first Parkrun, I'm assuming. Do you feel like perhaps some of them will come back and, and join in and see the benefits in that respect? Well, I really hope so because I bang on about parkrun a fair bit. So you can see sometimes when you start talking about it, people kind of glaze over because they're not sure what you're talking about because they'll go, yeah, I run in the park. So I'm kind of hoping that it will, you know, make police officers and other people, you know, come to their first parkrun and then once they're hooked, they'll never look back and look how much better their life will be for it. Kelly, as a police officer, you meet a lot of people, a lot of members of our community. And a lot of those members of our community also go at Parkrun. Do your circles ever mix? Like, do you meet people on the job that then come to Parkrun or do you encourage people you meet to come to Parkrun? And how does that go? Yeah, that's interesting that you say that. I live in a little country town called Dabra, which isn't far from Petrie, and I actually work at Petrie as well. Normally my job is in domestic violence prevention. So um, I've encouraged lots of women um, that are in domestic violence um, situations to come along to Parkrun, mainly for the support, but also for the exercise as well. So often women will be socially isolated in domestic violence situations, but if they can come along to a Parkrun, you know, have a bit of a run and a chat and then maybe a coffee afterwards, it's a really good way to build the self-esteem, the mental health, and to also get into a different circle of people. You had a different circle of people visit you on the weekend. You had the Petrie family. We've had Lavinia Petrie on the podcast before. She's kind of amazing. But the whole family visited you on Saturday. It was absolutely awesome. The first, I was sorry, run directing on Saturday and I was a bit um, off, off my game and I didn't say, do we have any tourists today? So I missed it completely and I saw these people lining up at the start line with these cool shirts that said Petrie Parkrun. I went, where did they get them from? I don't have one. So afterwards, of course, I, I snabbled them. So they decided to travel up to Petrie Parkrun so they could um, use their Petrie name. Um, they've also made a running group called Petrie Parkrunners. Um, and so they wanted to run their namesake. Um, they thought they might have gotten cake, but they missed our birthday by a week. 
but that's okay. But they had um, three generations there. And I spoke to Lavinia and she's got something like 102% age grade score for the, I think her age group 70 to 74. So it was like being around Parkrun royalty. I was a bit, I was a bit honoured actually. She's a lovely one. Very down to earth, Lavinia. Did, did she bash out any massive course records for her age group at Petrie on the weekend or did she just take it easy and enjoy time with her family? Oh, you put me on the spot now. Um, can I say I don't know because I was quite focused on her daughter because we've got um, a fellow who's always quite fast around the 17 um, minute mark and he said at the 1k to go he could hear footsteps behind him he turned around and it was Lavinia's daughter whose name I can't remember so he had to put it on to try and get over the line before her so I was quite focused on her because this is the first time in a long time that someone's chased him down. Oh the running genes must run in the family. It's strong in that family. Now, Kelly, we haven't actually been to Petrie Park Run, so we don't know anything about the course. Can you give us a course description? Oh, first off, I'm shocked. But um, so Petrie runs beside the North Pine River. So it's quite a beautiful little river. We start off um, at Sweeney Reserve, which is a park down behind the police station. Um, Heaps of parking, beautiful and leafy and shady. It's an out and back course. So you run out with the uh, river on your left. Um, go down past where the bush turkeys like to make you a beautiful nest to run past or through sometimes. All the way down you go past the thing called called Twin Lakes or Mungara Lakes, so they're quite um, scenic. You turn around at the Chester Street stairs and you come back with the dams and the river on your right. It's fairly well tree-lined the whole way, um, concrete paths, um, and pretty well shady for the majority of the course and um, we're all pretty friendly and you get a high five just about every K. And you've been going for two years. You celebrated your anniversary a couple of weeks ago. I'm, I'm assuming you've enjoyed the two years at Petrie Park Run. Have you got a couple of highlights for us? Oh, look, it was so, so overwhelming to get it started. But once we started and the people that you meet and how you can change lives, we've got people that are in their 40s and 50s that had never run before and now they're going off and they're running and they might be signing up for, you know, marathons and half marathons. And just a change in these people that had never run before. And we just meet some amazing people. So um, along the way, I think, you know, we think we're changing people's lives, but I think somehow they're changing ours as well. And you awarded your Park Runner of the Month this week as well. Everything's happening at Petrie. And you awarded it to the Disney Park Runner, who's popped up on my radar recently. Uh, what's her story? She's got a bit of a following now. I, well, I didn't know Zoe had such a following until I had a look when I was linking her in on our Parkrun page as Parkrunner of the Month. So Zoe's quite amazing. I actually met her mum and her auntie before I met her and then they managed to drag her along. And, and we had a dress up one somewhere along the line and she came as a Disney character with the ears and then that's just stuck since. So she always wears the Disney Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse ears. So she went over to the US and did, um, I'm pretty sure, one of the Disneyland 5Ks and 10Ks. Um, and now um, she's vying to become a Disney princess at one of those theme parks. So she's she's on a weight loss journey to become a Disney princess. And she's pretty inspiring and a pretty awesome chick as well. It does sound like you've got all the fun happening at Petrie, Kelly. I might have to pop along for a visit. 
You'll have to come. We just have so much fun and sometimes when the neighbours don't complain, we have music at the um, finish funnel just for so the volunteers can have a little boogie on. Sounds great. I, I look forward to spending some time with you guys. Thank you very much for joining us on the podcast this week and telling us all about Cops and Robbers and Petrie Park Run. Thank you so much. I had a great time. Thank you. The Park Run Research Board. Who knew? Who knew there was such a thing and it existed? Well, we did, and we wanted to speak to the man who's the chair of the Park Run Research Board. Welcome to the podcast, Professor Steve Hake. Hello there. Good morning or afternoon. It's morning for you, afternoon for us as we're recording this. That's a weird thing about Park Run being global. You can be anywhere in the world, and you're in the UK. Yeah. Heading up the research board. Tell us about the Parkrun Research Board. Why do we have it, and what does it do? Uh, well, okay, so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm here in, in Sheffield, right in the middle of uh, of England. Uh, we have five parkruns, um, and in terms of the the, the Parkrun Research Board, well, why why do we have it? You know, it's a global phenomenon. Um, it's very popular in the UK, very popular in Australia, and. People just love it so much. They want to find out more about it. And they realize there's some real opportunities to find out about people, about motivations, about what it is that makes Parkrun so good. So actually, a few years ago, um, before I came along uh, as, as the chair of the Parkrun Research Board, um, some academics got together. And, uh, and Tom Williams has to told me this story that very, very early on, someone wrote to him and said, I'm pregnant. Can I do park run? And he, he went, oh, I, I don't know. I, uh, I, I don't know the answer to that. So he went and found a scientist, found an academic, and that ended up being the largest study of running and pregnancy and proved that there was no uh, you know, hazard, no risk uh, to running in various stages of, of, of pregnancy. So they realized that, that that academic realized that, you know what, there's a real possibility that we can use parkrun for good here um, to understand um, what's going on uh, with ourselves, you know, with pregnant women, with people of all sorts of disabilities, but just motivations, people who are inactive, um, how they might, they might, you know, end up running, why they run and so on. So they started to actually receive lots of um, requests to do parkrun research and realize, whoa, okay, let's put, let's put a procedure in process uh, so that we know what we're doing, how we're coordinating these projects, and we can at least assess these projects. Uh, you know, and there's a lot of very popular, you know, park runs that were starting to get hassled, you know, like Bushy and so on. So, so in the first instance, it was just a way of controlling the research that people are asking to do anyway. And a lot of this was undergraduate students um, at universities who thought, hey, I'm a park runner. I'll do my finally a project on, on, on park run. So um, park run was, you know, very amenable to, to doing that. So fast forward a few years, and actually that, that parkrun board really got a little bit overloaded with the admin. And, you know, it was all people doing it voluntarily. It was academics. And really, they were starting to support research projects by, of students without really controlling what was going on. It was whatever projects came in. And if it was good enough, we said yes. So... After a bit of a hiatus, um, I, I, I'd known Tom for a while, and Tom said, Steve, 
you have a research organization there. So I, I'm director of a thing called the Advanced Wellbeing Research Center. And that research center um, has as its mantra, innovations that help people move. And, you know, I've been running Parker for years and years and years. And for me, it's just part of my life. And for me, it's one of those innovations across the world that has helped people move. So that seemed like an obvious tie up. So, so Tom asked me if my team would uh, become arbiters of Parkrun research. That's what we are now. So we're working with Parkrun to get access to the database in a nice, controlled, um, anonymous way. So Parkrun's always in control of all the data it collects. So we're looking at how can we use that data to understand what's going on a little bit more. And I now have a board behind me. Um, mostly based in the UK, in fact, all based in the UK, because, uh, you know, I need to keep it tight. I need to be able to contact people uh, quite rapidly. We'll, we'll get it going in the UK, but actually already I'm speaking to people at uh, University of Sydney um, to set up a, a research board in Australia because, you know, you have questions which are slightly different to ours. So the idea is that we now, rather than just react to research that's posted, you know, that, that, that we're asked to do, um, we actually focus on the things that we're interested in. You know, people who are inactive becoming active, people from disadvantaged communities, people doing volunteering, people in, from different impairment groups. You know, how do you encourage people with diabetes or cancer or, or you know, hard of hearing, etc.? What do you have to do to help those engage with Parkrun? So that's a... a, a uh, the short version, um, I could go on for hours. <laughs> Steve, so the focus areas that we're interested in, do you commission research projects as well as opposed to the ones that are just coming to us? Or like, do you do them in-house or do you commission people externally to do them through other uh, institutions? Yeah, well, that's a very good question because because that's exactly what we want to do. We want to work out what are the key questions we want answers to so that if questions come in, if research projects come in, we go, well, it's not one of the things we're interested in. So actually, no, we're not interested. But if, it's, if you look at this list, these are the things we're interested in. So that's, that's, one, way, that's one way we do it. The other way is we are, want to do some research in the first instance on the parkrun data so we can figure out what the questions are and then as you say start commissioning people and start going who are the who are the experts in the world who are the experts in the world who are also parkrunners and you know let's engage with them and get those imaginative minds to look at these research questions and so this may be a simple question but what happens to the research after you've asked for people to uh, yes. be involved yes. in the research what happens to that information well, yeah, that, and again, that's another one of the things that's on, on the, the strategy of the board. Uh, prior to, prior to the, the new board, really what would happen is someone would do a piece of research. They might publish a paper if you were lucky, so that would go into the public domain. And there are three research papers out there on Parkrun, which you can, you can download um, in the public domain. Um, but also um, what we what was happening was you'd have, you know, student research projects that publish their dissertation, their thesis, or whatever, and then they'd, they'd graduate and we would never hear of them again. So what we're doing now is we are contacting everyone who's ever done any parkrun research as part of the previous board, anyone who's 
asked to do uh, research since I've been in charge. But we're saying to them, we want your outputs. We have to have your outputs. And we are going to put them all on the Parkrun website. So there'll be a Parkrun research website. And we'll put abstracts of all those bits of research on that on that website. And in doing that, we can point signpost people to, look, these are things we've found out. If you want to do some research, don't reinvent the wheel. Don't, you know, look at what we've done before and, and move on from that. Don't just come up with the same questions because sometimes we, come up, we get the same questions coming in. So it's not there yet, but, you know, probably towards the end of this year, we'll start to put up some of those abstracts. And actually, one of the things I really want to do is I want to have a conference. I want to have a parkrun conference, research conference. Get anyone and everyone together who's interested in parkrun research. Get some of those who've done the research already to come along, present their findings, and really start those dialogues with you know with all their academic colleagues, so we can really push forward. And and the key thing is, you know, in in four or five years' time, there will be ten million registered users of Parkrun worldwide. That there'll be that's likely there'll be a million runners across the world. And you know we're expanding into countries all the time. So if we can get ourselves organised now, then in five years' time, we'll have research boards all across the world all coordinating their own country's research, which we can then coordinate it and just make sure that we're asking the right questions, coordinating it uh, and finding some answers to some of those you know, really interesting questions we've got. Steve, you mentioned before that obviously Parkrun has control of the, the data that they collect and, and things like keeping it anonymous is important in terms of you know people's privacy and things like that. You're, you're already analysing the data that we collect already what kind of what kind of obviously that's like the age gradings male and female things like that what what kind of information can you extract from that so far without it you know getting personal yeah i mean just going back to that you know just mentioning the data thing you know as a park runner you know i i know what i expect park run to do and not do and i don't expect park runs to be kind of giving away the data to all and sundry so as a park runner i i know that i expect them to you know have integrity and to look after the data so that's for me that's absolute importance so uh, we have mike graney um at park run hq who is the arbiter of all data and and unfortunately he's the one that gets all the questions i go um, can we look at this and so what he has to do is he has to anonymize all the data and send me kind of numbers in tables and then i start working on that so we, ne- we never see anything we just get you know the the kind of summative data so the kind of things we're doing is we're looking at um, where do people come from so we have their postcodes their zip codes so, and those zip codes, they tell you something about the communities they live, that they live in. Um, every country has a different way of doing it, but in the UK, we can use a postcode to look at something called the index of multiple deprivation. And that tells us something about, you know, how, uh, how rich, how poor, what the environment is like in that particular community, all um, rolled up into one number called the index of multiple deprivation. So we can see where park runners are coming from. And we can even see where the park runs are being set up. Now, what's quite nice is park runs are being set up uniformly in the UK across all sorts of parks in all sorts of areas. So there's no bias towards, you know, advantaged or disadvantages. And, and one of the things, I suppose, as a park runner, um, one of the things I want to get around is I, I hear some critics go, ah, yeah, park run, it's just for the usual suspects. It's for those who are running already, isn't it? And and I and that really grates on me because if you do parkrun, you see that that's not true. That is evidently not true. And the people that are saying that are people who obviously never go to parkrun. So 
one of the next pieces of work, which we're just writing up at the moment, actually, is looking at what's the ages of those people and what's the previous activity levels of those people. Now, if you see on your uh, Australian Parkrun registration site, you will have seen a new question appear quite recently on activity. So and that question says, in the last four weeks, how many times have you done 30 minutes or more of moderate exercise enough to raise your heart rate? Heart rate? And it's how many times per week? And the answer that you can, you, you can give is less than one a week, one a, about one a week, about two a week, about three a week, four or more. And really, if you're a one or a less than one, then you're deemed as someone who was previously inactive. If you're at the threes or fours, you're, you're, you're active. You know, if you're doing three things a week, you know, you're, you're pretty active. Uh, you're pretty committed. And the twos are somewhere in between. They're the ones that this transition between being inactive to being active. And of course, one of the questions we've got is how many people uh, of the inactive variety does it does it attract? You know, to counteract that question, I keep that, that, that comment that keeps coming towards me. It's just for the usual suspects, the runners, people that are going to run anyway. So we're starting to do that. And it's really exciting finding to find that um, from a parkrun point of view, certainly in the UK, we haven't analysed anywhere else yet, that um, you know, over 40% of those who turn up weekly at a parkrun were those who were previously inactive. And, and more than that, some of those people who turn up who were previously inactive have been coming for the last five years because that's how long we've got the data for. So we've got inactive data for the last five years. That's really exciting. And more to the point, those who are previously inactive actually do more park runs per year than the most actives. Now, the reason for that is probably that those who are least active, they really love their park run. It's probably one of the only things they do, you know, that they're, they're really loyal to it. Whereas, you know, the uh, the threes and the fours, the most active, you know, they're kind of the running tarts. They'll turn up to anything if it's free and whatever. So uh, they do, don't do quite so many park runs per year. So it's really, really exciting to start finding out all this kind of information and particularly the fact that, you know, we've got we've got people who are previously active who are now still running parkrun five years later. You know, and some of these people are doing 54 parkruns per year in the UK because, you know, we have yeah, I, I don't in Australia if you, you do this, but we have, you know, a couple around uh, Christmas where if you're if you're really quick, you can get from one to the other. So you can do more than your 52 uh, in the year. So it's really, really exciting. And we're getting to the end of analysing that first tranche of data, which, you know, as an academic, uh, the last thing you say in the paper is, right, further research. This, these are the questions we want to ask next. And that's what will go on the website. We'll put these things up and go, right, we know this. Right, guys, who wants to answer these questions? And then we'll corral all forces to start answering those. I guess it's really nice to have the, the data and the, the facts to back that up because I, I think I could tell you from my experience in Parkrun, that is my experience. Um, that the inactives jo join Parkrun and love it. But I guess it's really nice to have uh, the numbers that tell us that. You know, numbers never lie, as they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, although there is also the, the, uh, uh, the quote, which is lies, damn lines, and statistics. Yes. So there you go. They'll be careful. <laughs> now, you obviously have requests to do research around a lot of health benefits to do with Parkrun. What are some of the stranger yeah. requests that you've had come in for people wanting to conduct research oh blimey that's a good question uh, some of the stranger requests I, i'm gosh i'm trying to think now um 
we have uh, requests you know the ones we like are the things that go you know why um why do people volunteer what are the motivations behind uh, volunteering why do people turn up to parkrun what's the motivations for people who are inactive um, then you get some things which are just very, very clearly an academic kind of research project. So um, how do compression socks improve performance in five kilometer runners? And so we'll have someone turn up and, you know, they, um, uh, they'll hand out compression socks one week and we'll try some kind of, you know, controlled, controlled trial. Um, and I, you know, I haven't seen the results for that one, but I'd, I'd be surprised if there was, you know, you really get any data out of it because you've got to have a really controlled uh, study on that kind of thing. You know, we get people wanting to look at asthma, people with lung conditions, you know, some right out there on, on the periphery of parkrun. And, and we have to go, do, you know, do, do, we, do we want to get involved in this? Um, particularly if people are saying, oh, you know, we want to compile, you know, advice uh, for a particular condition or something, we, we get a little bit nervous because, you know, to, to, to get bits of advice for people with particular conditions requires a lot of research. And what I don't want is I don't want anything going out going, oh, Parkrun says, you know, do this um, when it's not absolutely proven. Now, Steve, let's turn our attention to your Parkrun travels. I know recently you've been over to Canada where they're yeah. going strong with parkrun. Um, yeah. But uh, did you get a parkrun in while you were there? Uh, I, you know, I, I, I did. Um, and uh, I, I'd planned uh, to do uh, three. Um, so we planned our trip. So we landed in Vancouver, and I, thought, and I looked on the parkrun rep run website and I thought ah Whistler fantastic so we planned to went to Whistler especially to do the park run and then the next one uh, was to go to uh, Calgary uh, and then we're coming back towards Vancouver and Kelowna so I thought okay let's let's do let's do these three and uh, so turned up in Whistler and looked up the park run website uh, oh, it doesn't start for another two weeks so I was two weeks early so then I thought okay um, we'll go for a run anyway. Actually, maybe they're trialing the course. You know, you know, we, we trial out the park runs before they, they, they go live. So, so I contacted the organizer uh, and then realized that there was a lot of kerfuffle going on around the, the, the hotel. And there was actually a whole series of races that weekend. There was an ultra, a marathon, a half marathon, a 10K, a 5K, and a whatever. And I, so I thought, okay, right, I'll do a half marathon, uh, fully booked out, whatever. And then said, oh, okay, I'll do the, I'll do the 5K. The 5K was actually the parkrun route, which I'd already done that morning anyway. I went and did it myself. Um, but it was $60, $60 for a T-shirt and a medal and a 5K run. And, and I just thought, no, 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 no. <laughs> so that was, that, that was a bit of a failure. You know, why spend $60 when you can just, you know, just go and run it anyway? So uh, so that, that didn't work. So eventually there, I ended up there, in there's, there's a research paper there, the parkrun effect on um, entry fees into events. Because you just can't bring yourself to pay for a 5K event anymore, can you? Well, you know, yeah, it, I, that is true. But it is interesting that um, a, lot, a lot of clubs here, and I'm part of a running club, were really nervous about parkrun, the popularity of parkrun, saying, how oh, they are going to steal all our runners? But actually, and I don't know if this works in Australia, but what seems to be happening here is our running club now is overwhelmed with members because parkrun is acting as a gateway. So parkrun is attracting new runners, uh, new people to running, and then people are going, 
you know what? I really like this. I'm going to join my local running club and see the T-shirts of the people of the of the the clubs running at Parkrun and go. How do I join your club? So now we are overwhelmed. And equally on the races, so 10k races in particular, registrations are through the roof. You have to turn up really, really early if you're going to register on the day. And in fact, a lot of 10k races now just say no. You can only pre-register because they get full very, very quickly. So what I see happening is I'm seeing Parkrun acting as a gateway for people wanting to do other races. So those races are actually benefiting from Parkrun. And then the other thing is at the other end, we've got people going from inactivity to activity who are doing, there's a thing here, an app here called Couch to 5K. Couch to 5K, how do you go from doing nothing to doing something? And people say, do you know, I really want to do that Parkrun, but I'm not going to do it until I know I can run all the way around. So, so Parkrun is this fantastic thing, which is Parkrun is this thing in the middle and it's drawing people in from inactivity to activity and then passing them on to all these other races. So if you do run a, a race, do not despair because I think Parkrun is helping you out. I agree. We are the gateway drug to more yeah, fun runs. But, but I interrupted. Continue your um, yeah. tales from Canada yeah. and Whistler. So I ended up in uh, Calgary. I was doing a bit of work. So I ended up in Calgary and uh, I timed that one perfectly. Um, I went to the park run in a fantastic place called Nose Hill. Uh, just a great name for a, for a run. So I went to Nose Hill, uh, did this park run. It's a little bit hilly. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of ran really well, I thought. I ran really hard. I came in, you know, a, a decent number, shall we say. Um, exactly where I thought I might come in terms of number, so you know, not too far from the from the front. Um, but my time was terrible. My time was atrocious, you know. And I'm lying there on the ground, panting away. I go, that was really hard. And the, the guy said, "You do realise that you're running at over a thousand meters here?" And, oh, really? Because if Calgary, it's on the, it's like on the prairie, it's a plain. It just goes on forever. But actually, it's an elevated plain. So. So that was that was a tough one, but really, really nice, and loads of parkrun tourists. Um, and then the next thing was to drive down to Kelowna, and this is a bit like driving in Australia. You know, it's it's a couple of millimeters on the map, but it takes all day to get there. Um, and we didn't quite make it. We couldn't time it. There was floods. The roads were closed. Uh, we had to stick around some places, so we just we just didn't make it. So, so out of the three I'd intended, I, I managed to get one in. So, and I'm happy with that. When when you run at that kind of elevation, is it like like what does it mean in terms of how many minutes does it add to somebody's average park run? Do you know? Oh gosh, gosh! Now there's a research question we should put in. Um, <laughs> no, I. So no, I have looked. I've looked in the past. Um, of course, Britain. You know, we have weather in Britain. Uh, not like you Australians. You don't really have weather, do you? So um, we have weather. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've looked at. You know, I've, I've looked in the past just anecdotally at the effect of of weather um, on parkrun times, and you do see parkrun times going down, particularly when it's windy. Um, and, and it's difficult because you have this broad spread of times, anything from, you know, the, the, the wily old guys at the front or the wily young guys at the front with your 15 minutes and then the people at the back with 45. So you've got to do some quite special stats to, to, to bring it out. So weather we've looked at and altitude we've not looked at. And that's interesting because what you'll find depends how many tourists they'll have, because if you are a, a local 
and you live in at a thousand meters, you, you, you know, you'll acclimatize. So there's less oxygen in the air. So your body will make more red blood cells to, to accommodate um, and your body will go back to equilibrium. If you then go down and go and race a park run down at, in uh, Vancouver at sea level or something like that, hey, you've got an advantage there because you've got more red blood cells. So that would be interesting to see how many tourists go from Calgary to a low level uh, park run and how well they do there. But for the tourists like me going to somewhere like Calgary, you know, even a thousand meters, it's not a huge effect. Maybe that's my excuse. Um, but there will be an effect of, you know, a, a few percent, I would have thought. So you, you're obviously, as part of the research board, you're doing research on the people. Will you be doing research on the courses? Yes, yes. I mean, I think for me, what, what's really in, what would be really interesting is in terms of the location of the courses and from a parkrun point of view, what, which courses perform better than others? Which courses attract more people than others? And why is that? So obviously there's location. So you might have communities that engage more with parkrun than others. It might be the environment. It might be the green environment. And there's a, there's a whole swathe of research starting to pop up now about green running, running in green spaces. Um, so, you know, getting out the gym, getting outside and the benefits that that gives, you know, the health and well-being benefits. So that's something uh, we're interested in. So elevation, it would be interesting, you know, I, I mean, I'm a stats nerd, so I just love looking at data. So I, I would love to look at, you know, the effect of elevation on some of those parks. I'd love to look properly at the effect of weather conditions on those parks. You know, there's there's anecdotal evidence that, you know, maybe when the weather is bad, more women tend to stay at home than men and that men go, oh, I'm going to do it anyway. That's, that's, you know, comments I've heard. I'd like to find out if that's true or not. Um, you know, how does it affect, you know, youngsters turning up? So, yeah, I'd love to do all that research on the parks. And then, of course, that's just, you know, the UK. So how does parkrun Australia differ to parkrun, uh, you know, in, in the UK? What are the environmental conditions? Because, of course, you know, you've got nice conditions out there. I mean, possibly too hot sometimes. So how does the weather, you know, affect, you know, your kind of parkrunners turning up? It's all fascinating. And, and as a self-confessed stats nerd that you are, Steve, you're in good company with parkrun. Who would have thought? But a 5K run um, has so many layers to it. And um, thanks for coming on the podcast and, and uncovering some of those layers for us today. Great. Thanks for inviting me. I'll come back in the future when we've found out a little bit more. We've got roving reports coming from all over the country, or at least I should say... Queensland and Victoria this week. We have Zara Curtis, who is at the Port Arlington launch, Lyndall Murray, who comes to us from Bunyaville, and Greta Wilkinson, who was at Ararat. Take it away, ladies. Hi, Mel and Scott. This is Zara Curtis reporting from Port Arlington Park Run launch. I'm here with the event director, Fiona. Hi. Is it okay if I ask you a few questions? Certainly. Go ahead. Okay. Um... How do you feel the launch went and uh, what's your thoughts about the launch after now it's done? Um, I think the launch was successful um, and yeah, it was, it's very nice to see so many people are uh, running and enjoying themselves and there's lots of happy faces at the end and things like that. 
What was your What's your favourite part about the course when oh. you were designing it? My favourite part of the course is probably the view. So I, I know, unfortunately, you can't see it because uh, we're on a podcast here, but we overlook the Cryo Bay and it's uh, we've got uh, lots of boats and in the area. We're on a the only problems that we're ever going to have with uh, in the if we ever have to cancel would be if there's a king tide. So we're right on the water we are. We're not actually on the beach, but we're on a path along the beach. Uh, we've got beautiful views of the Yiyangs, which is also where there's another also park run. Um, and we're just really lucky. And I just think the whole what part of my the, my favourite part of the course would be the whole two and a half k's out and the two and a half k's back. Um, how many park runs have you done? Actually, not that very many, actually. Uh, I think I've only done about 28. So, um, and that was at, all at Beliang Sanctuary. Um, the reason why I've started this was um, because at the... So Beliang Sanctuary's been going now for five years now, and at the time I had two young boys in a pram, and it was just too hard to get to Beliang Sanctuary um, in time. So I said to my husband, we should have something closer. And so, hence we have something closer. Um, what is your favourite part about park? Um, oh, geez, I don't know what my favourite part is about it. I just love it. I just like, I always just love the whole concept of park run. I, I don't think there's any one thing that I, um, you know, I love the fact that it's free. I love the fact that it's timed. I love that, you know, it's the, every week. I love the fact that people come down and they see people who they don't normally see during the week and becomes their, um, you know, that's their park run friends. Um, I, you know, I just love the fact that, you know, anyone could do it and, you know, you don't have to run, you can walk it. I love the fact that, you know, I've got my, my young son helping out, I've got my, my parents who are 80s helping out and, yeah, that's, I just love it. How has it changed your life in um, I don't know. It's just certainly made things a lot more busier at the moment. Um, I sort of feel a lot more connected to the community, which is a really nice thing. Um, How has it changed my life? It's all for the good. Yeah. Is there anyone you want to thank in particular? Uh, I want to thank uh, Glenn, who's been he's at my event ambassador for helping out. I'd also like to thank. Uh, Tracy and Lynn, who have helped me out as well, and also Joe McCarthy has also helped them as well. Thank you so much for putting on this amazing park run launch with the amazing view. And yeah, okay. hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Okay, thank you very much. Good morning, park run adventurers. G'day, Scotty. G'day, Mel. It's Lyndall here, back again reporting for the Channel 5 news crew. And just for something completely different, I'm at home. I'm at home at Bunyaville Park Run on International Park Run Day. I, th I thought I'd uh, put in an appearance with all the adventuring that I've been doing lately. I, I felt like I'd been abandoning my, my home crew here at Bunyaville. It's lovely to be back out in the bush. The, the trees are beautiful, the birds are chirping and the, the runners are, are just um, started. I'm volunteering today. I'm marshalling out on course. Um, but what I'm going to do is just try and catch up with some of my other fellow volunteers um, and, and see, how, see how they're feeling about volunteering about Park Run and International Park Run Day. So today our photographer at Bunyaville is Fionn. G'day Fionn, how are you going? Yeah, good thanks Lyndall, yourself? 
Oh, I'm terrific. What could be wrong? I'm at Parkrun, at home Parkrun, on Parkrun, International Parkrun Day. Um, so today you're a photographer, and have you done that role before? No, it's a new role for me today, so yeah, looking forward to it. Give it a crack? Yeah, that's it. Uh, as I say, if, you know, I do a bad job volunteering, I can give people their money back, right? Exactly, yeah, full refunds available. And what do you like about volunteering at Parkrun? I just like, uh, you know, get to meet people and uh, do something different. And uh, I like running the park runs, so I feel like it's good to give back and help out as well, uh, just to, to keep it all running. So, yeah. Yeah, well, it doesn't run without volunteers, so exactly. it doesn't hurt to just give it a go and volunteer once in a while, yeah? Yeah, that's right. Awesome, and how did you get involved in Parkrun? So um, I just saw it in my local community. Um, I used to live down near Mitchelton Parkrun, so I, once a few mornings I was going for a run and I just saw a lot of people um, you know, congregating and running and clapping, and uh, yeah, just uh, just looked into it and, uh, and then just started doing it. Yep. Look, look too good to resist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for your time and thanks for volunteering, and we'll see you out there. Okay, thanks, Andrew. Uh, two of our volunteers here today, Wayne and Bob. Good morning. Welcome to the podcast. Morning. Morning. And what are your roles today volunteering? I'm, uh, it's called token. Kevin. Looking after the tokens. Token sorting. So you're going to be the, the two blokes at the end of the line where we all finish? Yes. I'm on finished, finished tokens, they are, I do. Excellent. And what do you like about volunteering at Parkrun? Just meeting all the people here and um, it's a friendly place to be. I think I agree totally with what Bob said. And, you know, you've got to give back if you take out. Excellent. Good point. And um, how did you guys get involved in Parkrun? Uh, a friend of mine brought me here about 78 runs ago. <laughs> 78? That's a good number? Yeah, I've been coming here since. Excellent. And you, Wayne? Uh, my wife's a... Um, fitness junkie so um i was roped <laughs> didn't have much choice hey that's right <laughs> well it's good to have you here thanks for volunteering and i'll see you out there okay so marie marie you are not only today's towel walker but i believe you're also the communications person for bunnyville park run is that correct yes that's correct um i love towel walking because i actually get the benefit of getting a um race in and the communications also love that too it's easy for me i'm sort of at an office job so i can easily check emails post sort the volunteer rosters things like that so all good fun and what do you like most about volunteering at parkrun i actually like the community feel especially here at bunyaville parkrun uh the everyone's so friendly um it's just like its own little community um so i love volunteering just getting to meet all the other people Excellent. It seems to be a bit of a common theme. And um, so how did you get involved in Parkrun in the first place? I was actually driving past Mitchelton Parkrun one day. This is a couple of years ago. And I saw all the like marquees up at their start and I'm thinking, what the hell is this going on? And I saw the Parkrun um, website uh, on the marquee. So Went and Googled and thought, what is this all about? Asking at work, saying, who, who the hell knows what Parkrun is? There's all these people at Mitchelton, what's going on? And a couple of people had done it before and told me, yep, it's a good way to start because I wanted to try and get it back into my exercise. So 
I went along to the next one at Mitchelton as scared as anything because I thought everyone would be really fast. But no, it caters for everyone. All abilities, fast, slow, walking, doesn't matter. And from there I was hooked and try and get here every Saturday since. Excellent. And you are a regular here and everyone knows you and you make a really great contribution to our home park run here at Bunyaville. So thanks very much, Marie. No worries. Thank you. All right. I am here with one of our run directors, Tess. Now, Tess today is our volunteer coordinator, so she's getting us all in line. How are you going today, Tess? I'm really great. Thank you. Welcome to Bunyaville Park Run. And um, how do you like volunteering and what, what do you like about volunteering at Parkrun? Well, we need volunteers to get the Parkrun going, but at the same time you get to know people in a different way because when you're running you don't talk to people much, but when you're volunteering you're able to interact and get to know why they're in Parkrun. And also Bunyaville is really, really lovely. So It is lovely out here in the trees, isn't it? Yes. And how did you first get into parkrun? Well, a friend of mine saw me while I was at the markets in New Farm and I didn't intend to go at all. And she asked me, she, she told me, why don't you come in? And I had my runners on and I thought, oh, I haven't even walked a kilometre at that stage. And so we went and I was at the really far end of the line. Yes, down the... You got an elevator? I know. <laughs> You're welcome. We've just had a runner ask us whether we've got an elevator for the hill. Um, if those of you who haven't been to Bunyaville, it is a pretty hilly course here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tess, so you're telling us yeah. about getting into parkrun. Yeah, so um, I was right at the end and I thought oh, they wouldn't be waiting for me at the end and then Claire comes back for me and we get to the line and there were still people waiting. I think I was the last one to arrive at that day and so it was, and then people were so friendly. I think it wasn't the running that pulled me into parkrun, it was more that people were so open and so um so inclusive and that started me coming back to uh, to to run and now i love running walking as well excellent now talking about being inclusive i've got a little story for you i don't know whether you remember this but i remember you from new farm back in the day i was and this is how i got into parkrun I was running in New Farm Park and I'd never heard of Park Run and I saw all of these people and I saw you in your volunteer vest marshalling on course and I stopped and said, what is this? What's going on here? Is there a fun run on? And you said, no, this is Park Run. You can join in if you like. Just, you can go, you'll catch them. Anyway, you didn't know at the time that I was a very slow runner and there's no way I would have caught them. So I said, no, no, I won't join in today, but I will come back. And I did. And I remembered you when I came to Bunyaville. I saw you and I remembered you and I thought, that's that nice lady that was at New Farm and that's how I started Parkrun. So how's that? Oh, my God, that's so amazing. And see, um, well... For me, it was it's really amazing that we can we can impact other people just by the things that we do and just by being um, friendly, I suppose. Yeah. So um, yeah, parkrun is all of that. I always say that parkrun is where strangers come, become friends, and it becomes a, a family, and it really is. So um, I think we're we're doing a great thing for the community and for individuals as well. 
I couldn't agree more and you as a super volunteer and a run director here at Bunyaville are certainly doing your bit Tess so thank you very much. Oh, thank you Lyndall and here comes here, here comes, comes another run. <laughs> Go and it's Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> okay, so now I've finally tracked down today's run director, Grace. And now, how are you going today? Good. No, very good. Yeah. And so, Grace, you were a, you are still very young. You're still you in twelve year twelve at the moment. Yep. On the countdown, twenty one days of classroom days to go, and I'm all done. Yes. So when you started run directing, I understand that you were one of the youngest run directors going around in Australia. Is that, is that right? And how yeah. did that come about? So I was 14 when I started run directing and it was um, Claire and Phil here at Bunya. Um, they spotted me out. I started running here as a 13-year-old and then a year later I became the run director and supposedly the youngest one in Australia. And how has that experience been? I guess Phil and Claire obviously supported you a lot. Oh, yes. Um, and how has that been for you personally, being so young and volunteering? What does that mean to you? Uh, it was great. Um, it taught me a lot and especially how to give back to the community and how to, um, like especially with my role at, as a run director, how to, how to like run and organise an event. And it's been really great. It's been an awesome experience and I loved it. And I bet it's good for your resume too. Like if you're finishing school, yes. <laughs> you'll be applying for uni or jobs or something. So it's good for your resume as well. Oh right? yeah, it's been yeah, it's it's a great thing to say that I've done, especially from such a young age and for so for such a long time I've done it. So, well, you are always so great to have here as a run director. You. you and Tess are like the power duo here. <laughs> um, the other thing that I often notice here is that when Grace is in charge, the whole Fowler family are here supporting you. Yes. Um, how is that? And for me, your family are always so fun. And again, they must have been supportive of you and they add something too. Yeah, they've been very supportive of me um, in like doing my run directing job. It's um, Without them, I wouldn't have been able to get here every week. And they've, yeah, they've just been so supportive of um, everything I've wanted to do and especially with Park Run. Yeah, and they're just such a part of the community, as are you. So thank you very much, Grace. No worries. Well done, thank and you. we'll see you again at Bunnyville Park Run. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> okay, that's it. Um, for me, um, signing off for the Channel 5 News crew on International Park Run Day 2017, something a bit different. Instead of adventuring, I spent the day at home at my Bunnyville Park Run with the wonderful community of volunteers and run directors that we have there and I guess what we know what I really want to say is that Bunyaville in in many ways is like all of the other park runs that I go to the community of volunteers is so strong and vibrant um, and people volunteer willingly um, for, for a lot of the same reasons um, they want to give back to their community and to their park run um, they want to learn new things they want to meet new people and just become connected and feel um, really a part of their home park run so anyone listening that has thought of volunteering but you're not sure whether you can do it or whether you know what it'll be like take our word for it you can do it um, and we guarantee you a great time so that's it from me um, happy volunteering and happy international park run day
Hi Scott and Mel, it's Greta here and I am at Ararat Park Run this morning so I'm touristing across the border from my usual haunt of South Australia over um, camping in the Grampian so we thought we'd visit Ararat Park Run this morning. So Ararat is a beautiful park run, it's in um, a park uh, with a lake um, in Ararat and it's a four lap course, I've never done a four lap course so that was really great because you get to see Lots of people, lots of time on the course. Um, I'm going to see if I can find someone to chat to. Okay, so hello, I'm here with... Rhonda. And um, we've just done, well I've just done that um, Ararat Park Run. And Rhonda, you were on tokens today. Do you often volunteer at Ararat Park Run? I've done a couple, so it helps with the run. Yep, and when you, and you've done the run as well? Yeah, I usually walk though. Yes, yep. And I try and do a bit of my time every time, yep. but not always. Awesome. And it's a beautiful course that you've got here. <laughs> it is. It's um, good, except for that hill. Yeah, <laughs> the, the hill that you have to do four times. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that fourth time. Depends how hard you've been walking. Yes. Yeah, it's yuck. Yeah. <laughs> and are you local to Ararat? I certainly am. Yeah. How long have you lived here? Uh, 40 years. 40 years. But I only came from Moyston, which is only 10 k's out the road. So. Oh, okay. So when were you, when were you considered a local? After 40 years? or oh, Probably, I don't know. <laughs> no, a bit closer than that. A bit closer than that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for volunteering today and um, allowing us to have a lovely park run. Pleasure. Okay, so I'm now here with Trish and Sharon. We're at the Ararat Park Run. How are you going, Trish? You're oh. the event director for Ararat yes, Park Run. Yes, that's right. Yep. And Sharon, you're the co-event director or run director? I'm a bit of everything. Bit of She's everything. a run director. Yeah. Yes, yes. You're your right-hand man. <laughs> I ran yes. and then took over as timekeeper today. Yes, well, thank you so much for timekeeping today. That's all right. <laughs> so this is a beautiful course you've got here. Tell us about the course. It is a beautiful course, and I think um, we're really lucky. Different people have said, oh, four laps, but four laps has actually worked out really, really well for our app because we have some people come along that can't actually manage 5Ks yet. So they start and they do, like, at the, we've been going since end of April, and they would do two laps and then drop out. Of course, they don't get a time, but they were fine with that. They were walking with other people. And um, now they're doing three laps, and their aim is to do the four laps eventually. So the four laps is actually working out really well, and people get to see each other numerous times. So, um, you know, even the fast runners get to see the slow runners a few times. I think yeah, it's fantastic. Fantastic. It is. You Social. sort of loop past people and you can smile, you can you can clap hands, you can just yes. um, give that look like, oh, is it nearly done? <laughs> um, you know, that's what I like about that. It was, yeah, past, it's, yeah. from my perspective, it was a fabulously social run. Yes. Yeah, that's it what, is. Yeah, and that's what is. our ad is Very about. Friendly. It's a friendly social park run. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. And that's a great idea for those people who aren't quite up to the 5K to just yeah. work their way up to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you've got a great coffee shop. Yes. I think we might not be the closest. I think I saw a new launch the other day that had a park um, a cafe right next to the finish line. But we're only about 20 metres. Yeah. I don't even think 20 metres. No. Finish line to the cafe. How wonderful is that? And it's a, and it's an absolutely beautiful uh, beautiful park yeah. and I love the wisteria. Oh yeah. It is also a beautiful got park. Baby ducks and baby swans and you know, we have pelicans here and uh, swans and what else do we have? Lots of animals. Know. 
possums. Yeah. There's lots of, yeah, gardens are beautiful. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, it's a beautiful park run. Congratulations on Thank getting you. it up and running and then having got, so this is your 25th event, so you're relatively new. Yeah, yeah. We've survived winter. looking forward to all the footballers coming back yeah yeah because Ararat's a big football netball town and people have to travel for that so you know we got down to our lowest over winter was 11 runners we still had our five volunteers but um yeah but a big successful park run doesn't necessarily mean a big park run does it no we always have enough volunteers people put their hand up and it's really good Mm. it's a good community yeah Yeah, i've met some uh, lots of different people that i didn't know oh so you like to run too oh that's good it's really it's great and we just like to see people improve people from walkers who suddenly they jog a little bit and then they jog a little bit more and then suddenly that they're jogging the whole thing is just fantastic yeah yeah it is it's great. Well, well done on building a lovely um, parkrun community here at Ararat. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so I'm now here with uh, Marianne and we're at the Ararat Parkrun and uh, Mar- we're just sitting down and having our coffee. How are you going, Marianne? I'm really well, thank you. And you did the tail walking today? I did do. Yep, that's my job most, most weeks. Yep. Is it? Yep. 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 So you work every second week? Every second weekend, yeah. Yep. So when I'm off, I come to Park Run. Awesome. Yep. And you're always the tail walker? Yes, that's all. Yeah, either that or I think once or twice I've walked without being the tail runner, but normally it's, that's my job. That's Lovely. the job I like. Yeah. Yep. I like talking to everybody on the course and yeah, giving them some encouragement as they go past and stuff. It's, it's a great. very social course. Isn't Hugely it? social and yeah. um, very non judgmental. Yes. Very non. It's lovely to be part of something where people don't judge you for. You know what size you are, or how quick you walk, or run, or it's just good fun. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's a great. lovely, supportive community. It is a great community, and even when people come from other park runs, you know, they're so tourists. They're so lovely. It's yes. and it makes you want to go and run with their mob then because they're just so good. You can go and visit them. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And are you local to Ararat? Yes, I am. Yes, yes. yes. lived yeah. here more oh, fifty something years. Oh, really? Yes, yes. It's a beautiful part of the world. It is a nice part. Yes, it is. It's very pretty. Got the Grampians and all. It's lovely. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, that's what we. We're doing we're camping the grampians oh are you week. oh that'd yes. be nice yes, yes. yes. So, no, it's lovely <laughs> it is yeah. yeah 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 well thank you very much for uh, tail walking at parkrun today no problem. and letting us uh, participate in parkrun oh, you're always welcome and i hear that you've got an interesting story to tell oh well yeah i sort of this is i suppose a, a fitness journey and parkrun's part of it for me yes. um i've sort of you know had a weight problem most of my adult life um, i had really bad needs i had a knee replacement done last year so I've sort of you know that sort of kicked me on and allowed me to do bits and pieces um, and I've lost just on 60 kilos oh well um, done yes yeah, it's, it's pretty good so walking park run and I walk during the week just so by myself a couple of laps around the track yeah. um, and then I swim most days and I do water aerobics so um and I've actually started doing you know, the, the, the five, couch to five. Yes. Yeah, so I'm trying to teach myself yeah. how to jog, which is enormous for me because yeah. I'm not, not built for running. But you don't have to run quick. And it's taken me a lot of years to realise that you don't have to be Olympic no. standard no. to enjoy running. It's for everybody. That's so right. I'm loving it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what an inspiring story. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. well done. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good. And I've got all the community here, which is so supportive yeah. too. And every week when you see your times getting 
better, as I say, you sort of you wait for that email to see if you've bettered last week's time, <laughs> which is you know, so sporty, would not like me at all. But I do get right into it. Yeah. Fantastic. So the girls do a great job here and Ron and yeah, it's lovely to be part of a really nice community. It's a beautiful community. It is a lovely community. And I you know, I love even getting the emails from all over the world and not that I'll ever visit any of those places, but it's lovely to see when you get the blogs and the emails and what everybody's doing and yeah. the stories and it's lovely. This some really inspiring people around and we sort of get don't you bogged down with all the bad news and the suffering in the world it's lovely to see something positive and affirming yeah it's fantastic it is and thank you for being positive and affirming oh, no problem <laughs> another stellar lineup of roving reports Greta's stepping up isn't she mel she is she wants in on the channel five news crew let's do it i think she's making a good case let's do it we've got to get the gender balance right and we've got Lyndall, she's our lone female representative. We've got PK, and we've got the barefoot runner. So let's add Greta to the mix. Add her in! She's in! Welcome, Greta! <laughs> it's done. Yeah. No going back now, honey. Yeah. And I like Greta's style. She, she, she makes everybody work. She, she lets them <laughs> do her job. Nice work, Greta. Not Welcome unlike us. Crew. Yes. <laughs> Now, well, I want to clear something up from the intro. When I said I wrapped my microphone up in my dirty shorts, they weren't my sweaty, filthy running shorts or anything like that. They were just my worn, everyday shorts. <laughs> so I don't want people... That you hadn't you hadn't overly sweated in or did no, gross and disgusting. I was just protecting no, the okay. microphone with some extra padding. Because I know I might gotcha. have let you creeped in. a few people out, including you. <laughs> I'll let you in on a little secret. Adam's running shorts last weekend, after park run at breakfast, he actually got <laughs> on. <laughs> there was a Poonami explosion out the back of Wes's nappy and we were eating breakfast. It was Adam's turn to look after Wes. Uh, I had waited while he ate his breakfast and then handed over the child and I was eating my breakfast. He takes great joy in telling people that I handed him the smallest possible cocktail napkin in the world when this catastrophe happened. Uh, he's, he's conveniently forgotten that I gave him my, my nice big napkin that was sitting in my lap protecting me from lunch, uh, breakfast spillage. And yeah, he's like, you know, I need some help here. And I just apparently went back to eating my breakfast. But shit happens. Hmm. Literally sometimes. And I was I was hemmed in. I couldn't get out of my seat because I was up against a roadway and he was blocking my exit. So what did he expect me to do exactly? I don't know. But my point is those shorts, not what you want to wrap up a microphone in. So I'm glad you clarified the extent of the uh, soiledness of your laundry, Scotty. Much appreciated. Good. Good. Not sure where to go now after that story. <laughs> How about we go? You weren't you weren't expecting that, <laughs> were you? <laughs> no, I definitely wasn't, Mel. You surprised me again. <laughs> thank you. And thank you, Adam, for always entertaining us with your stories. <laughs> about you this time. Now Yes. We've got we've got some launches though. Let's head to the That's a good place to go. Tell me about the launches. 
What have we got this month? We have got Bannockburn Bush in Victoria and Urunga in New South Wales. Another U. We've not got too many of those in Australia, I don't no, think. I don't think we do. Maybe just one other one. But um, anniversaries this week, they're happening in Victoria as well at Berwick Springs and Hamilton. But they're also in New South Wales at Galston and over in WA, Kalgoorlie Boulder. All celebrating their anniversary this weekend. Awesome. I hope they all have a wonderful weekend. Now, what are we going to be celebrating, Scotty? This week, we're going to be celebrating the launch of the 2017 Parkrun Adventurers Annual Perlustration. Hooray! It's obviously been far too long since the last one, being more than a whole yep. year. So I'm excited about the questions we've got in the lineup this year, Scotty. Completely different from last year. Well, not, not entirely, Mel. They're going to be a couple of double-ups. But uh, we're curious, as we always are, to pick the brains of our listeners and find out what you think about various topics. Maybe some you're not expecting this year. Possibly. Mixed in with the usual parkrun and podcast questions that we want to know to help shape this podcast for next year, if we yes. come back next year. And we... Oh, oh you've started <laughs> this again, have you? Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm going, I'm going to ignore okay. it. <laughs> you know what? Because we took a break earlier, we're not going to get to our 100th episode this year. I did a quick math the other day. You know how the end of last year it fitted really nicely? We finished on 50 episodes. It did, yes. Where, mm -hmm. well, where are we going to finish this year? In the 90s. I think we're going to be a few short, assuming we don't take any more breaks. Too short? No, I think we're going to be a bit shorter than that. Two or three. Four or five. Yeah, four mm. or five. <laughs> it depends on if you want to finish on Christmas Day this year or the week before that. But that's okay. I think, I think that just means we're going to have to enter 2018 and at least get to 100. Maybe that's one of the questions in the Pearl illustration. Do you want to see the Parkrun Adventurers back for 2018? Oh, well, what do we do <laughs> if people say no? We end it. <laughs> that's a bit sad. Yeah. We want to hear what they've got to say, Mel. If we want if, to let the people speak. Yeah, it would be it would be strange that if you download this podcast every week and listen to us, but you do it against your free will. And it's uh, not something you enjoy. But you never know. People people are weird. People uh, do things for different reasons, and we want to find out all that information. And we will, of course, be giving all that feedback in an analysis of the results of the perlustration. Uh, when will we do that? In November, after we've given them a few weeks to fill it in? Yeah. yeah. As we know, a lot of people are a few weeks behind, so the Pearl Illustration, I reckon let's run it for maybe even three or four. Okay. So we'll leave capture. it open for the whole rest of the month at the very least. Yep. And we're going to give you incentives to fill it out throughout Ooh, the whole month. We? Yeah, we are. We are. Not ready this to announce them now, to so just, just fill it out because you really <laughs> want to now. But as we get to two weeks, two and three, we're going to start begging and bribing you. Yeah, and there's no need to wait until weeks two and three because whatever these incentives are, we'll probably let people who've already filled it in also be able to get those incentives. Of course. Okay, good. Not being privy to what these incentives are, I was just winging it there, so I'm, I'm glad you've come on board with 
with that assertion. It's all a surprise in the coming weeks. And any more surprises, Scotty? You've got some adventures planned? Yep. I've got a real fun adventure this week that I'm going to tell you all about next week. I don't want to spoil it. Awesome. But I am on an adventure this week to a new event. Not 100% sure if I'm going to get to run it, but that's okay. I'll, I'll get to visit it. Fantastic. Look forward to hearing all about it. Mm-hmm.